0: Last year, my daughter wanted to make some money last summer. Her ideas were a dog walking or a lemonade stand. She was 10 at the time. She's loving it now. And I said she was thinking too small. And so I gave her the rich dad, poor dad book, the, the real one, not the, not the watered down teen one, but the real one. So she read it in a day. And then I came home that day and she said, I'm going to take over the family business one day. And then two, I'm going to buy my first single family rental this year. I'm like, well, wow. okay. Those are both awesome deals. But she didn't have the money to put together a single family rental. She pitched her grandmother, the former LLC, to buy <laughs> in the certain zip code that she did her homework on, that's where she wanted to buy, and then they bought a house. So she figured it out. That was the cool thing, is that she didn't have the money. Most folks would just hear, Oh, I don't have the money to do this, and they would just would stop. So the more impressive thing is that she didn't let no stop her, right? She just figured it out. And that's what you gotta do to really kinda ramp up and go bigger than what you think you can do is Make it a win-win for somebody and just make it happen. The only thing holding you back is how much capital you have to start out with. If you don't have any, again, be creative and make it a win-win and, and then create that capital so you can jump as fast as you can into multifamily.
1: Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yonah Weiss, and it is a beautiful day here. I mean, for me, it's beautiful, but I have an amazing guest here with me, Kenny Wolf, who is in a much more beautiful environment. I mean, he doesn't have a green screen over there. If you're watching the video on this, you got to check it out. I'd love to be in that type of environment, National State Park. We are, you know, going to talk about some amazing things today. But first, I want to introduce you to Kenny because Kenny is someone that, if you're in the real estate world, especially multifamily syndication, and you haven't heard of Kenny Wolf, Wolf Investments, okay, you gotta maybe pull yourself out from under that rock and get to know him. So he's based out of a Dallas-Fort Worth area. You know, as a bachelor's from Baylor University, MBA from University of Texas. He is hosting a podcast. He's doing so many things, runs a real estate investment firm, over $250 million, probably more now, right? Because we just closed this deal last week, right? So we're up over $270 million. All across Texas, Colorado, Louisiana, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Ohio. He is passionate about success investment, not just for himself, for his investors. And I I just want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, Kenny, if you don't mind, a little bit about how you started, because you know, if people don't know Kenny, I think you're like, in my opinion, you're like the Texas poster boy, right?
0: <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> what I mean by that, I mean that in the nicest way. I mean, because you started in oil, right? right? Oil and gas, that was your background. And from that, you, you took that wealth so, and you just went straight into real estate. So, I think it's kind of like exactly. the, the Texas dream, right? Is the combining <laughs> oil and real estate. And you've done it, you've done it very successfully. So let's touch on that. I want to ask you, you know, this is a question I, a lot of people ask because, you know, a lot of people starting out in real estate, maybe some of our listeners right now, especially if you're on bigger pockets and that's like a a place where a lot of people start out, you want to start off small, right? Start off small in real estate, you get a, maybe a single family, maybe do a house hack, you know, get a duplex, live in one side, rent out the other. Now you took a totally different approach to that. So, what's your opinion on uh, you know going going bigger, or maybe just some, give some context to that? And what's your approach on going big or going small?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of a, a big mantra of ours is is go big or go home, you know. And so we we went from zero units to 76, 76 unit syndication. I think it was um, uh, it really set us on a different a different path than than someone who bought a 32 unit. Um, and I say that because the, the 76 unit that I bought through a syndication was a portfolio deal. So, but somebody else bought the 32 unit. And so, you know, we've done about 10 times the amount of units as an investment company than he did starting at the exact same time. Um, mm-hmm. And it's because you buy a, buyer, buy a bigger property, you've got professional on-site management, you know, um, they handle the evictions and toilet changings and all that fun stuff that goes with property management, but you can focus on building their portfolio. So definitely, you know, I always suggest folks, you know, don't limit your belief. You know, the only thing holding you back is the amount of money you can raise. And so if you can't raise that money to go buy that bigger deal, go figure that, that out. It'll be well worth your time.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's kind of been your guys' focus. You, you've been, you know, buying these deals and across many different asset classes. I mean, you're buying multifamily mainly, primarily, but you also own a number of triple net, you know, retail properties right. as well.
0: Yeah. And we're also doing ground development too now, so.
1: Oh, and ground up development, right? And so, right. You, and you guys are doing something that is a little bit different because what you're doing is, you know, bringing together investors, you find the deal. And what, what's impressive to me is, okay, we're right now in June, 2020, in the midst of this whole COVID and, and half the country is still shut down. It has been for the past few months. And you guys just went out and bought a $20 million apartment community.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like, you know, I, I know a lot of folks are, are on pause on, on acquisitions at this time, but, you know, we saw it as a great opportunity. It was an A class deal right by the lake. Um, our basis is really good compared to, you know, pre COVID 19. You know, today, uh, give it a year or two. I mean, we're, we're going to look very smart on this deal because cause the collections on that A class, I think, were 95% in April, 96% in May of, of the possible collected rent. So you're not going to see this big dip in valuations because it's it's actually going to probably even make them higher because it is, it is COVID-19 proof, you know? I mean, that's going to be a huge draw for investors, you know?
1: Right, that's the proof. You know, if a property like that is performing even under in the most daunting circumstances, then that's a, a great model for success.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So you're out on vacation right now. Okay, I'm I'm bothering your vacation, right? We're doing this this podcast, <laughs> we're interrupting your vacation. You're in a state park in Oklahoma, and I mean, I guess part of the beauty of of doing this, would you say, is the freedom that you can just go and take your kids and you know, family, and just go go out for a few days?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've got you know, we've got an awesome team back at the office uh, there in Plano, Texas, working very hard. We've got some deals cooking. They're they're working hard and get them across the finish line, and then. You know, obviously, we've got our operations folks there too. So, building up that that company the, the the way we have has been great. It just gives us the uh, you know the ability to, to do things like this, where we're you know out on vacation. You know, I get, I still get up early. I knock out my knock out my emails before everybody else is awake, and then go for a hike. You know, or go for you know be able to go and enjoy
1: enjoy family time. Yeah, I notice you do send emails like around six o'clock in the morning or so. <laughs> 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 well, wasn't sure if that was you know an automated pre uh, calendar response. But no, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, spend time with your family, go to take a few days off. And something fascinating about you, I just learned recently when we met in New York, right before this whole COVID thing hit, right? I think it was the the last trip like anyone made. Early March. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, literally early March, I think March 6th or something like that. We We were there. So I learned about you that you spent high school or a year in high school in Egypt,
0: yeah, we did, I did. Actually, was, it, was, it, was, it was freshman year of Europe high school through my junior year. So, it was three years. Three years. Yeah.
1: So, you went there with your whole family or was it just a kind of a broad study abroad? No, got,
0: program? So, yeah, my, my dad was oil business. And so, he, uh, he was working over there for for Amoco. And then uh, we got shipped over there and lived there for three years. And it was, uh, it was pretty awesome man. a great experience. So, I got to see most of the Middle East and a lot of Europe and, and got to travel as a young kid. So
1: that's amazing for me. Like traveling around the world is something I'd love to do, but you know, at that such a young age, we were able to do that. You probably took in a lot. Uh, at that oh, time. I've got lots
0: of stories. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> lots of stories about doing that because at that time Cairo was very. Uh, we were just hopping as high school kids hopping a cab and just had pretty much free range of the city. So and then the whole country works on bakshish, which is you know, I guess I'll call it bribery, but that 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 sounds bad, but that's kind of how the that's how it works, and so like you know, I got to hold the. I got to hold the. Uh, we we went to a. Um, we went on a high school photography trip to the Cairo Zoo, and you know, I gave the guy uh, ten dollars US, and I got to go back around and I and I got to hold the the, the new uh, lion cub. You know, so it's like the whole country that works like this, and so yeah. as a high schooler, you take full advantage of that. <laughs> Just
1: drop a few bucks, and you can basically do whatever you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. No, I remember I was in Egypt once, not, not in Cairo, but this was also back over 20 years ago where, and yeah, you just, you kind of slip a, slip a tip, you know, to, to the cab driver and, you know, you get whatever you want basically. Right. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, so let's, let's focus back over here. You know, when you're not buying, you know, large multifamily deals, you're not spending time, you know, hiking and, and doing all the outdoors kind of stuff. And what are you spending time doing? Is it, is it mostly on building the business? Is it, you know, in other ventures? Yeah,
0: no, I mean, we, so at Wolf Investments, we focus on, um, we've got four different offerings now. We, the goal was always to uh, branch out and offer multiple real estate investments to to our investors. So, we do uh, hard money lending oh. by existing multifamily, double net or triple net commercial properties. And the fourth thing is the is ground up development as well. So um, really, th- you know, that, that, that is my, if people ask me what's my hobby, that's my hobby and, and my job too, my, you know, so uh, that takes a lot of time. So be- between that and family and, and traveling like we are right now, uh, that that keeps you pretty satisfied. So.
1: <laughs> have you had any, have you had any like setbacks in terms of, you know, obviously building this business? You, I know you had a, whole had branding, you know, change a few years back. But have there been any setbacks in terms of getting to the stage where you're at right now?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about setbacks. I mean, it's always, you know, you're, when you're building a business, it's always, you know, you got your grindstone and you're just pushing the entire time. And as you grow and you're able to add uh, teammates to your, you know, to your team, um, that, that's a huge help. So for those starting out, I mean, I, I'd say probably it was the first three, three and a half years where I, where I was the only employee. I was the only person, right? Pushing and then once I got that second person, it was finally like, oh okay this is how this is supposed to be you mm. know and so keep adding and adding. We just hired a guy four or five weeks ago to be our acquisitions guy just because we're seeing so many deal so much deal flow right now. A lot of it off market that you know I needed help and so in that in that area. So now we're actually covering even more ground. So uh, so I expect our our growth to keep growing exponentially as you add more more folks.
1: That's awesome. That's incredible. And that's, you know, it just goes to show you when you put in that effort and you just, like you said, the nose to the grindstone and you're just focusing on growing the business and, you know, continually adding value, it pays off, right? Over time. You may not see that at the beginning, but when you put in those efforts and you just have that focus where you want to get to, like you said, it grows and then you can get to a point where you're able to, you know, bring in teammates and then grow exponentially. So that's- uh, that's and you awesome. got to set
0: those goals for the team. You know, our goal for 2029, it's a big, it's the BHAG, taking it from the book Traction. Uh, if you are starting out in business or or have a business already and you have not read that book, that is an amazing book. Uh, it, it's one of those life-changing books. So anyways, uh, check out Traction if you can.
1: Okay. So you uh, so already, you have a 10-year goal?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you got to have a 10-year goal and then you kind of work backwards on your five-year, your three-year and your one-year goal.
1: So what's your, what's your 10-year goal, Kenny?
0: Then your goal is to have $1 billion of real estate uh, of, uh, under management.
1: So you're already a quarter way there.
0: Yeah. Well, we sold some too, right? So we got to be, every time we sell one, we got to <laughs> buy one that just are bigger. So <laughs>
1: gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. That makes sense. But that's pretty incredible. I mean, and one of the deals you're working on right now, which is, I mean, probably one of the biggest deals that I've seen uh-huh. uh, is, you know, this this Rockefeller tower out in Cleveland, Right.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Working on that right now, that'll that'll end up being about $110, 120000000 million property uh, by the time we're done with it, which is about five times what we've ever bought in the past. So, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty big deal.
1: So how do you go from that? You know, like literally, I mean, that would scare a lot of people. Um, like going from, yeah, uh, no, you know, $10 million deals to, you know, $20 million deals to, you know, $100 million deal. Like,
0: Right. Well, it's all about team, right? So, you know, and then it's the same thing of, you know, going from zero to 76 units, you know, it's easier when you have that, that team of professionals around you. And so, you know, we we brought on an awesome uh, general contractor. They've done, I'd say 10 to 12 of these massive downtown Cleveland repurposed into multifamily projects. Uh, They're working on Dan Gilberts right now, uh, owner of the Cavs. So when you bring in those kind of teammates, and also uh, we brought in a mortgage broker that specializes in these historic uh, properties because there's so many, there's, there's, you know, it's a, and it's a historical building. So there's all these tax incentives, these, these grants that we get from the state and from mm-hmm. the federal government. So you've got to have those teammates, you know, be able to tackle such a big, big project.
1: And would you say for someone starting out who's, you know, I think listening to this right now is like, well, this guy, you know, he started with oil and, you know, he's a a big hotshot Texas guy and he's buying, you know, millions of dollars. (laughs) Little old me, right? How can I even start?
0: Right. What would
1: you say say to that guy?
0: So, last year, my daughter wanted to make some money uh, last summer. Her ideas were a dog walking or a lemonade stand. I How said, she's thinking small. She's, she was 10 at the time. She's loving okay. now, but and I said, she was thinking too small. And so I gave her the rich dad, poor dad, book, the, the real one, not the, not the watered down teen one, but the real one. So she read it in a day. It's an easy read. And then like, I came home that day and she said, I'm going to take over the family business one day. And then two, I'm going to buy my first single family rental this year. I'm like, well, okay. Those are both awesome deals. But I've been taking her on a business trip at least once a year with me. So she goes up, we tour the property, she speaks to the managers, she sees what a make ready unit looks like. So she, she's been tagging along for a few years now, but so she caught the bug, which is a great, you know, great thing to hear. But she didn't have the money to put together a single family rental, you know, she'd be getting a few stocks of her every Christmas and, and thing, you know, so she had about 5K to her name. So she cashed that in and then she pitched her grandmother, the former LLC, to buy in this certain zip code that she did her homework on, that's where she wanted to buy. And then they bought a house. So now at 10 years, so she figured it out. That was the cool thing is that she didn't have the money. Most folks would just hear, oh, I don't have the money to do this. And they would just would stop. So the more impressive thing is that she didn't let no stop her, right? She just figured it out. And that's what you got to do to, to really kind of ramp up and go bigger than what you think you can do is make it a win-win for somebody and just make it happen. So she made it happen. So she, she's been involved with the GC work. She's been involved. She already has a renter she's already made 20 grand on that house. <laughs> so, I mean, she's, you know, so so it's awesome to see, but so I don't think you have to start a single family. She did. Um, and it's been a great learning experience for her. You know, if you've got 50K, maybe a hundred K, you can start a little bit bigger and, and go to the syndication route. So the only thing holding you back is how much capital you have to start out with. If You don't have any, again, be creative and make it a win-win and, and then create that capital so you can jump as fast as you can into multi-family.
1: Absolutely. That's awesome. That's an incredible story. That's, you know, getting them to yeah, start she, young. She's got great role models, but in the end of the day, that ability to, to kind of overcome the fear that a lot of us have, which is, Oh, I can't do this, or I don't have experience in doing this, or I don't have money. I don't have, and it's, I don't, I can't, you know, all of these right. kind of limiting beliefs where if you just open yourself up to, and I think that's one of the most powerful things that, you know, the book Reach That Poor Dad talks about is just, you know, not thinking like that, thinking about how, you know, assets can build and provide for you if you just, you know, have that mindset that, you know, that's where where I want to be instead of, um, you know, in this kind of, I have to work for money and that's the only way I can get money is I have to trade my time for money. So incredible. So I appreciate you sharing that because that, that just, that's inspirational. You know, not just for someone listening to this, but for our own families, you know, we can, you know, I have a, I have a 10 year old at home right, and I should, <laughs> I give, give him the, you know, the book, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad and see what he does with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's a great advice. So I'd love to jump right into the final four over here, Kenny. Sure. I'm going to jump into these uh, last four questions over here. The first question is what is the worst job that you ever had?
0: Say the worst and then and this is this is probably not not worse compared to some, but I had my first job was an intern at, at an accounting firm in Houston, Texas. This is in the summertime, and they had me pulling invoices from the unair conditioned warehouse. So that was that was just eight hours of just drenching sweat going in and out of the in and out of the air, AC into the warehouse. So uh, that was probably the probably the worst uh, the worst job I've ever had.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. That's, I mean that's <laughs> that's objectively bad. I mean you know, like some some of the people on the on on the show will talk about you know something that's a little bad or this that, but a lot of time kind of labor where it's just labor intensive. Right. Sometimes that for a lot of people is, is the worst in those conditions. So second question, and we've already mentioned a couple amazing, like life-changing paradigm shift type books already, right? Traction and rich dad, poor dad in this episode already. But if you were to pick another one, because we always have to ask the question, what's a book that's giving you a paradigm shift?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the other one would be. I mean, we got some money. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm big on on, on business biographies. It's, it's, that's my jam. So I don't really read fiction. That my, the things I look forward to reading are new biographies. Uh, so I'm really actually reading uh, Titan, so it's about Rockefeller right now. i um, that actually I've gotten some tips from there. But probably the biggest one would be uh, Snowball about Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. That's really been uh, kind of always. I've, I've always been a, a, a hero of mine. You know, someone I'd want to be like when I grow up and you know, acquire businesses like he does. And so, be able to, to learn from that and, and, and pick his brain through that book which is pretty cool.
1: That is really cool. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Snowball about Warren Buffett. So, the third question is, what is a skill or talent that you would like to learn?
0: Well, I'm pretty decent. I'm, I'm, I'm okay I'm, <laughs> on, the, on the guitar. I'm, uh, well, and then that might be strong, but I'd like to get better at that for sure. get better on the guitar. So,
1: yeah, it's just, you know, it's it's taking the time and the practice, right? More than anything. It's just those tedious those tedious scales and just, just over and over and over again until it becomes second nature. So that's a good one though. A lot of people talk it's interesting. A lot of people on the show talk about musical instrument as something they want to do, which I might I might do a whole episode just about that. There you <laughs> about, go. About <laughs> why why people are so you know, people wanna learn music, which is amazing. Okay. Fourth and final question, Kenny, what does success mean to you?
0: Oh, uh, that's a a loaded question. You know, I'd I'd say one of the really cool things that that I've come across the past year or two is that, you know, in our deals, you have to be either accredited or sophisticated. And so, it's really, um, we've we've kept it at that level. Some guys just go to accredited eventually. We've kept it at the taking both um, and really because I got a phone call from one of our investors one day, he's filling out paperwork for a new investment and he says, Kenny, I can finally check the accredited box. And he said, you know, which is awesome because, and because he said, you know, he, he didn't say it was all me, but he said, you know, or all us, I mean, but he said, you definitely helped in, in pushing me across from that sophisticated to that accredited mark. And to me, that's success is when you're helping people grow their net worth grow their passive income especially when you move it that much from being sophisticated to accredited, that's a big hurdle to hit, you know? And so to be able to do that, those kind of things and, and help with other people's retirement, you know, that's one, definitely a form of success. When I started out, I didn't really appreciate or, or, or think about, I guess is, is, yeah. is what, you know, as, as a, as a cool byproduct of, of what we're doing, you know?
1: Wow. That's, that's incredible. And, you know, it's really, it's a form of giving back, but really what you're doing is you're creating win-win situations. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah all day long. And so you're creating these incredible investment vehicles, which have performed successfully, you know, and you have that track record, you you know, you've been doing this for 10 years already and have that name, that track record. So it's incredible. You can create that for other people.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a great thing. And then, I mean, obviously if you're able to build your business where you're working on it, not in it, that's really to me a big piece of success. That's a uh, that's part of, that's office is taken right from Port Portage, but uh, that that's something that I, I held close near and dear to my heart, starting out this business because when we first got out of college, my wife and I bought a tanning salon, which was not uh, we had to work in the business for it to be profitable, and that was mm-hmm. not great. So, anyways, we learned a lot from that that investment. Um, and then moved into you know so and then that was part of the go big or go home kind of philosophies that would stuck you know, that was the big that was the big uh, that was the kicker
1: that was the, the the turning turning point absolutely that's awesome okay well I, listen Kenny it's always a pleasure speaking to you and I really appreciate you taking the time we know you know we scheduled this a week ago but now you're you're on vacation and you didn't you didn't reschedule it you could have right but you know you took the time out so I. <laughs> I definitely appreciate you for that and I wish you uh, you know a great vacation out there It looks beautiful and enjoy the time
0: all right thank you and I appreciate it thanks for having me on
1: thank you Kenny and to all our listeners thank you I appreciate you joining us and listening again and remember the best advice comes only when you ask real quick I have one question for you did you like this episode